Well, if you have a Bible, go ahead and turn with me to 1 Timothy. First Timothy chapter 2, First Timothy chapter 2, we'll look at verses 9 and 10 this evening, First Timothy chapter 2, verses 9 and 10 is where we'll find ourselves. I will tell you, uh, we had, uh, I think, two sermons for uh, the, the brothers and the men of the congregation, and I think uh, about two, I think we'll have two sermons uh, again for, uh, I think, I think this is the way it's broken out is. Uh, the, for the uh, for the ladies of the congregation here in our our passage. So First Timothy chapter two verses nine and ten. If you're physically able to do so, I do invite you to stand with me one more time. <clears throat> Hear the word of the Lord that the that uh, that He has given to us uh, tonight. It says, "In like manner, also that the women adorn themselves in modest apparel." with propriety and moderation, not with braided hair or gold or pearls or costly clothing, but which is proper for women professing godliness with good works. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Um, may you give us the wisdom that we need as we come tonight to better understand and grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So help us, we pray, as we dive into this, uh, this topic tonight. Um, may you empower us by your spirit in Jesus name. Amen. And amen. Thank you. you can be seated. Um, well, Paul has uh, clearly given to us, God through the Apostle Paul has given to us here in our passage, uh, um, a way in which we are to understand not just the, the men, but also the women's tasks as uh, God's uh, sons and daughters within the local congregation. Um, we see that uh, God, first and foremost, instructed to the apostle that men are to pray everywhere, right? Lifting up holy hands, that men are to be faithful, not um, not uh, arguing, not doubting, but rather being faithful to honor the Lord and praying for um, the, the, um, the kings and the rulers and all those in authority, um, that we would be able to lead a quiet and, and, and uh, peaceful life. And so now the apostle turns uh, from the brothers, from the men of the congregation, to the sisters, to the women of the congregation. We, we're told that um, women uh, who revere the Lord as are expected to participate uh, also in this in this praying, in this uh, in, in offering their prayers to the Lord. Uh, in as part of the assembly, they also are called to to honor the Lord and seeking to pray, just as the brothers do, as the men do of the congregation. But Paul Paul begins to do something with the women here that we'll look at, uh, and that is to that is th that he deals with not just uh, uh, their posture in prayer, but but even how they are to adorn themselves while they are praying, the ways that they should they should dress, the the the, the way that should adorn they should adorn themselves, the types of virtues that has been bestowed upon them by God. Um, they are to adorn themselves with the graces that God has given. Uh, and, and in a way that attracts uh, attention, but not in not in negative ways, not in not in inappropriate ways. And so, let's look at uh, the uh, the commandment here uh, that I have simply titled "The Grace of Christian Modesty." The grace of Christian modesty. Um, 
so let's let's look at the first uh, the first part of this found in verse nine here, and that is the the adornment of Christian women. The adornment of Christian women. What is it? How is it that women should look? How is it that Christian women should specifically um, look and and dress and how they should prepare themselves? Uh, and so here in chapter two in verse nine, <clears throat> um, he offers another commandment, uh, just like in verse eight to the brothers. He says, "Men, I I I as we." looked at last week, I command you, uh, I, I have the expectation that men, you are going to be praying everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Uh, and then he adds in verse 9, in like manner, or just in the same way, ladies, you too are going to be doing something while in prayer. And what is this? You're going to uh, be modest. You're going to adorn yourself in modesty and with modest apparel. But I, I, I want us to see that in this command, Paul isn't just talking about the types of clothing that people wear. He's not just talking about the types of things. Modesty, in a very real way, is, a, is an attitude. Modesty is an attitude because modesty originates in the heart and it expresses one's life. It reflects one's attitude towards oneself, toward others, toward God in the way that we dress, in the way that we think, in the way that we think about others, in the way we think about ourselves. And so when we, when we begin this topic of modesty, we begin to talk about it in the sense of we are, we are to be humble as, as we are, um, in, humble in our dress, humble in our attitudes, humble in our, in the way that we approach one another, uh, and, and not bringing undue attention to oneself or trying to elevate oneself above others. And so Paul is going to be dealing here with a lot more than just simply the types of clothes we wear. If that's all Paul was dealing with, we could maybe say, well, Paul, you're, you're getting a little legalistic on us, but that's not what Paul is doing here. Paul is not, Paul does not care so much about what they're doing as much as first and foremost dealing with the heart of the matter and then dealing with what comes afterwards. The, the inner modesty that Paul is discussing here for women uh, is a byproduct of, of, of godly character. Woe to a society whose women have become just as ruthless as her men. And so the Lord here has, is saying to those who are in the body of Christ, who belong to Christ, who, that, that we are to recognize that, that, that modesty in and of itself is a godly character. It's a value that is pure and should be respected. And again, more than just merely outward, right? Muslims have an absolute gold standard when it comes to the idea of not letting anybody see uh, see any part of the woman, right? So in, in Muslim Muslim countries, you walk around, women walk around completely covered head to toe, right, in, in their burqas and all kinds of other things. So, so this isn't just dealing with outward expressions of what they're wearing, what women are to wear. Um, this isn't, uh, the Lord isn't just simply saying, here, here, here's you a dress code for you women. But rather, he recognizes, and Paul is going to be dealing with, the Lord is dealing with the body as the temple of the Holy Spirit. And as a result of, the, of our bodies, your bodies and my bodies, but specifically women, your bodies being a temple of the Holy Spirit, you are to seek to honor God through your personal presentation and your behavior in all areas of your life. 
Now, saying that modesty is a, is is a is an expression of the heart doesn't mean again that it has no application for the things that we that 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 you wear. Uh, modesty in a Appearance is most certainly an outward expression of, again, of something that is inwardly different. It expresses something that you value. And again, this isn't for the, this isn't for the, um, uh, this isn't, uh, so how, how do I say this? Um, uh, we, if we address this just, just from the standpoint of um, not trying to, draw attention to oneself or simply trying to not cause a brother to stumble. It's, it's, it's completely irrelevant to this conversation. Uh, the, the, the conversation revolves around the heart of a follower of Christ, a woman who is a follower of Christ, her heart, her presentation, the way she's presenting herself at, because she has been renewed and transformed first from the heart and then expressing that in her outward appearance. It does involve choosing clothing. It does involve the style of dress. It does call for the avoiding of extremes in fashion and provocative or 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 flashy or drawing one's drawing attention to oneself um, and being uh, disrespectful in that sense. But modesty in appearance, um, it. it it, it, it recognizes that God has a standard that society may not have. And, and following the standard that God has, rather than the society's standards for what looks cool and what looks nice, and um, it, it, is, it is quite eye-opening for what our society says how a woman, sh how a woman should dress, um, how a woman should, um, should put the types of clothing that she, she has on. It, it's very eye-opening. Uh, the, the, the way society thinks. But God says that he has a standard. Now, if you want to boil all this down to say, well, this means women can't wear pants, uh-uh, that's the wrong conversation. That's not, that doesn't have anything to do with anything. This is not about whether women should wear dresses or pants. This isn't about whether women should wear makeup or not. That's not to, if you bring import that into this conversation, it's because you have brought that into this conversation. This has nothing to do with what the Bible is talking about. This is talking about the appearance of, of modesty in all areas of life. Because your modesty, ladies, is a visual testimony to the value that's placed on the inner virtues, right? the inner virtues of life that express themselves over the external embellishments. And what I mean is, listen, a, a man, you know, uh, men, men, men are visual creatures, and it doesn't matter if, you're, if you are completely behind a, a bed sheet, just completely covered, men are going to lust. So this isn't even about controlling men's lusts. This is about how the follower of Christ who is a woman walks with Christ and places a and places a a value on her relationship with Christ even in the way she dresses even in the way she thinks in the way she approaches things um and certainly certainly the concept of modest apparel is is it absolutely is ha, should have some part here it does have a place here 
But this isn't a strict uniform for you can only wear this and you can only do that and you can only think about this and, and you can only do, do it this way and then that way. Uh, that, that's really to miss the whole point. God doesn't say, for instance, I have family members, maybe you do too, who they, they think that this means that uh, they have to wear uh, long blue jean skirts down to their ankles and their hair has to always be free and they can't wear jewelry and they can't wear makeup and they can't, and, and they have this whole list of things that, that they have imported into what the text of Scripture says. It really has no bearing on what the text of Scripture says. It's just something that they've been told that the text of Scripture says that it doesn't say. And so when we're talking about modesty, we need to understand that this is a heart issue first and foremost. And yes, your apparel, ladies, do affect uh, the, what your heart is expressing about your love for God and your love for others. Your choice of clothing most certainly is seen as an exercise of wisdom and discernment. It, it does reflect one's identity as a child of God rather than adherence of fleeting fashion trends, right? Fashion trends come and they go, um, you know, and... and uh, I don't know anything about the fashion trends, but I do know that it does seem like every 20 years the fashion from 20 years ago comes back together. I saw somebody from two, the 2000s the other day. I saw a young man who was dressed like like we used to dress in the 2000s, right? When I was a young man, I'm thinking, you know, wow, this is this is coming back around. I'm getting older. Um, 20 years later, and here we are all over again. Uh, and and the reality is that 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 our society is going to constantly be changing and transforming itself in accordance with its own value tastes and lusts and 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 our and its own desires. But the lady, the woman of God, is is to always uh, be appropriate in the way that she thinks, in the way she dresses, in the way that she does what she does. Again, this has nothing to do. With should you wear dresses down to the, your feet, and do whether you should you should wear your hair, never cut your hair, wear makeup. This that's not part of any of this. Rather, we should be practical in our in our encouragement to one another to promptly wear that which is respectful and and functional, and functional. And so the, the approach then to dress isn't simply a, a, a rejection of beauty or creativity, but rather is to channel those things, beauty and creativity, in a way that honors God and glorifies Him. Because this is why we're told here in verse 9 in the second part, um, not only are they to adorn themselves in modest apparel, but they are to do this with what? With propriety and moderation. What does he mean when he says with propriety and moderation? This is why this goes far beyond simply just talking about the things and the types of things women wear. Because the words here for propriety right? And moderation, the word for propriety literally has that a lady is going to, uh, is going to present herself as a woman who is, a, a, a woman who is of, uh, of honor and respectable, one that can govern her own actions. That's what propriety means. And when he says that she should adorn herself, uh, she should walk with the, the idea of, of moderation here, it's meaning uh, she is to be seen as, a, as someone who has self-control, who has balance, who's disciplined in the use of, and let, let me say this clearly, her freedom. It's sad to me that in years past, we have argued and bickered and even fought over whether or not it's okay to wear shorts or pants. 
it's a silly conversation to begin with because it never addresses the heart of what Paul is talking about here. Paul says, the word of God says that a woman should simply be modest. And if you can be modest in a pair of shorts, if you can be modest in a pair of pants, if you can be modest in a dress, go for it. That has nothing to do with this. This is talking about modesty. This is talking about modesty. Now, are there immodest pants? Sure. Are there immodest shorts? Absolutely. Are there immodest dresses? You betcha. Paul is getting at the inner refl the, the reflection of the inner character of the woman. It's a regard. She should regard. She should. I'm sorry. Guard against excess and self indulgences in all areas, and in Paul's saying here, in her propriety and moderation, he's not just saying in the things she wears. Listen, I have seen some of the most beautiful women speak some of the vilest words. And they're dressed head to toe, completely modest. Looking like the girl next door, what proceeds out of her mouth is nothing but a vomitous calamity of just putrid vileness. This has nothing to do, it's not as concerned about the dress as it is the heart behind the dressing. Moderation demonstrates a prioritization of spiritual growth, of, of living within community in the local congregation. And, and truthfully, ladies, as you dress modestly, it is a display of your allegiances to the kingdom of God. And it, it shows your, your allegiance to, to the Lord and your, your commitment to restraint and stewardship of the personal blessings and gifts that God has given you. And so we are to avoid excessive adornment, which is what the word does say here. He says, not with braided hair or gold or pearls or costly clothing, to which automatically people would say, well, see, there you go. Ladies, you're not to wear, you're not to go around uh, braiding your hair. You're not to go around putting, uh, wearing gold or pearls or costly clothing. The problem with that is, that Peter, in 1 Peter, actually talks about the same thing. And he does not forbid this, and neither is Paul forbidding this. To say that this is a forbidding of these things is that, again, simply misunderstand, completely misunderstand what he is referencing here. So he does mention four examples, specific examples, for avoidance and excessive adornment. Braided hair, gold, pearls, and costly clothing. Is Paul saying it's wrong women to braid your hair? No. Is he saying it's wrong women for you to wear gold? No. Is he wrong? Is he saying it's wrong for women to wear pearls? No. Is it wrong for women to have costly clothing? The answer again is no. But what is the purpose that you're using these things for? Are you using these things to draw attention to yourself? 
Are you using these things to exalt yourself over, over and against the Lord himself? Are you using to distract uh, from the purpose of praying and prayer within the local congregation, which is exactly what these ladies were doing that Paul is now warning Timothy that they should stop doing. It wasn't that they were simply wearing these things. It was that it was a custom in the culture of Rome that they would that the that the more excessive braiding of hair and gold and pearls and costly clothing, fine clothing, and all this was to be a way to show off your wealth. Was a way to show off how much money you had. And Paul is saying, under the inspiration of the Word of God, that must stop immediately. Because it pulls away from the teaching of, of the, 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 what prayer is for, what the local assembly is for, and it brings all the attention away from the Lord, and it looks at you. And so the, 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 the verse does list braided hair, gold, pearls, and costly clothing as examples of adornment here. However, these examples reflect the potential for material display to distract from the work of the local congregation, and the inner qualities of the individual. Again, it's not that Paul is saying, don't do this, don't wear this, don't do that. Mm -mm, no, that's not what he's saying at all. He is saying, do not distract from what you are called to do. Worship the Lord. Honor the Lord. Pray together. Gather and assemble together as God's people, praying together. Because the principle behind these examples is what? Well, character is the foundation of our witness. Ladies, you have an awesome opportunity to witness in the way that you dress. You dress differently. You, as an individual, you show the character of God in your, in your heart, in your life, in your family, in the way that you dress. The character, your individual character is serving in a real way as a foundation of your witness to the world. It summarizes your views. It summarizes your virtues. It summarizes your values. It summarizes your spiritual maturity. Your outward appearance, ladies, can sometimes mask, though, the true state of your heart. And that's really what Paul's point is here. If Paul was just giving a, a, a list of things not to do, well, we would be much poorer for it. It's not what he's doing. He is saying, I want you to know how you should act and the reflection that you should have as you go to worship, as you go and gather with the assembly, as you go and proclaim the, the Lord Jesus Christ. Because again, no amount of how no no amount of how conservative a woman dresses will stop a wicked man's lusting for her. I'd said it. It's true. I heard a pastor the other day down in Pigeon Forge say that if a woman was dressed immodestly and a man was brought before, if he was on a jury for a man that was brought, uh, who was brought forward to um, uh, to for. For raping her, he would find him not guilty. What in the name of all good and holy, righteous things is that preacher communicating? He is a wicked fool. A wicked fool. 
Again, should women dress modestly? Yes. But men are wicked. I mean, let's face it. Men are wicked. I'm not saying that women should go around in, in, in a two-piece bikini at church. That's completely inappropriate. It's completely sin. That's completely out of the sense of everything here. But so is making a woman wear a burqa every day. Isn't it? If we're trying to control one another's behaviors, well, we, we've completely lost the heart of what's going on. Because it's all about a transformation of the heart and the mind. It's all about a transformation of a heart and mind. The, the, the transformation is the work of the Holy Spirit shaping believers, even in the way that they dress, the way that they speak, and the way that they value what they value in doing all of this. Now, again, am I saying that a woman should dress immodestly? No. But we need to make sure that our standards are biblical, not our own desires. Because understand this, the temp there's, a, there's a temporary nature to outward beauty. I think we would all agree with this. Physical beauty and material possessions are transient. They come and they go. But by contrast, character, character once developed has lasting value and continues to grow throughout the believer's life. But listen, I, I'll be honest with you, right? We know this. We know this. We understand this. And the investment in character is an investment in more than simply temporal adornments. And this is Paul's point. And should we live culturally? You bet you we should. Well, you bet we should. But the call to focus on character, right, the call to focus on character is, is, is what we're required to understand in order to live counterculturally. There's a, there's, a, there's a big fad going around now for trad wives, traditional wives, traditional housewives. A lot of the younger women are wanting to be traditional housewives. The problem with that, though, is that one day they're going to wake up, and because Christ is not the center of their life, they're going to be completely unfulfilled. And in 20 and 30 years from now, we're going to see a whole new spat of divorces. Because they have, they have sought to be countercultural without Christ. But when character takes precedence over appearance, relationships within the church and the community are built upon substance. When, when we value one another for, for our status and our wealth and our physical attractiveness, we do damage to the ministry of the local congregation. That's what James, James wrote an entire epistle on this. But true modesty is a reflection of wisdom because it encompasses both character and appearance. It involves making choices that honor God. This isn't about waking up and asking my husband, can I wear this piece of clothing today? This is about waking up and saying, does this piece of clothing glorify God? Modesty in this sense is not just about our clothing, but an entire approach to life that values God, it values the Lord above all things in our relationships, in the way that we view life, in the way we view things in general. 
Let me show you something else here. It's found in verse 10. That's the proper adornment, which is what? Good works. Well, look with me here in verse 10. So they're not to, they're not to, to go around uh, in uh, uh, impropriety or immodesty, but uh, they are to what? Go around in that which is proper for women, professing godliness with good works. So what's the contrast here? Well, the contrast is, again, with physical adornment. Again, material, wealth, beauty, right? It's all transient. I mean, they even make filters on social media now to, to make women look years and years and years and years younger. Yeah. It's, it, brothers and sisters, this is, it's, we're just trying to defeat time, and no one can do that. The woman who loves the Lord and serves the Lord in her heart and in her, in her mind and with her soul will produce good works in her life. She will have lasting spiritual significance and reflect the inner transformation that has taken place in her heart. Because what happens is as we are in Christ, our faith will put on the uh, the, the commandments of Scripture, which is to, to dress and think and act and speak modestly. And ladies, you should most certainly profess godliness through your actions. In your dress and in your, your speech and in your actions and all of this, you should do this. You should be godly in life. This should be an active pursuit for you, ladies. You should actively pursue this isn't passive. Right? God isn't saying be passive here and hope that you get it. He's saying be active in this. Act, act accordingly and be make conscious choices to be modest, to apply biblical teaching to your life, to align biblical teaching to your life. One of the things the early church was known for, particularly the ladies of the early church, known for a couple of different things. Let me list just a few of these that we know historically, um, that, the, that the, the Christian women were involved with. Acts of service, charity, hospitality, encouragement. They helped establish um, um, orphanages and needs for other, um, other types of, of ministries. Ministering to the poor, They were known to lead the congregations to radical generosity and care for the poor, for the widows, the orphans, and to reflect the love of Christ in tangible ways. Now, certainly the deacons were to, were to lead in this, but it is interesting to me that as you read, you'll find that a large number of women were involved in these types of, these types of ministries and caring for the poor and the, 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 the sick and the elderly. And it's an interesting, it's an interesting process that as you think about this, what, 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 because women are naturally empathetic. And so ladies, you should be adorning your lives with good works. You should be fostering unity in your homes. You should be fostering unity within the church. I'm going to make a statement here that may get me in trouble. 
I have been the pastor of four churches. I think that's right, four. In all four of those churches, this would be the fifth, the four churches that I've been a pastor in, do you know where the trouble always came when there was trouble? It was never the men. It it was wives and women who became unruly in their behavior and in their attitudes and in this approach to modesty. They rejected it, they cast it off, and they chose rather to be disrespectful, evil in their speaking, and vile. This is why modesty matters. Because yes, while old men gossip as bad as old women do, I'm going to be honest with you, women, and you know this better than I do, you have a tongue that cuts 10 million times worse than any man could ever hope to. This is why modesty matters. This is why you need to align yourselves to the Word of God. This is crucial for integrity and credibility in the witness of the gospel. There's an importance and integrity in faith and in your actions. And it is through this integrity that the church presents an authentic and attractive representation of Christ to the world. Now, I'm not trying to lay all the problems of women or the church on women. That's not my point here. Because I think even more than that, here's the, better, here's the bigger problem. Men are too weak-kneed to stand up and say what they should say. Brothers and sisters, we as God's people, if we are going to follow the Lord and honor the Lord in our lives and in our hearts and with our mouths and with our dress codes and everything else, it must first start from a point of transformation of the heart and the gospel. So it is silly to me when I hear People arguing whether or not this means women can do this or women can do that or women can wear that or women can wear this. To start there is to start in the wrong starting point. Let's talk about heart transformation. Ladies, are your hearts transformed by the power of the gospel? If so, adorn your lives, adorn your marriages, adorn everything with the gospel. Raise your children, adorning Adorning your life with the gospel. Love your husbands. Adorning your, adorning your marriages with the gospel. Love your grandchildren. Adorning that relationship with the gospel. Adorn the gospel in every way in, your, in, this, in this local congregation. Align your life and your heart to Christ. Again, it's not all women. I get that. 
But sisters, we have got, we need more, let me say it this way, sisters, we need more godly women modeling what godliness and modesty looks like. We need women who will, mod, who, will, who, will, who will model modesty in their lives, model modesty in their li- with their lips, model modesty in their hearts, model modesty in the things that they do, model modesty in every part of their lives. So will you be that model of modesty for the next generations? Will you honor the Lord? Will you make much of the Lord Jesus Christ in your life? As a believer, will your heart reflect a heart that has been transformed by godliness? And instead of getting caught up on silly questions about pants and shorts, will we actually, will we actually do the hard work, the hard lifting of being transformed by godliness? Will we allow our lives as believers to focus on Christ in all that we do and say. And here's why this is going to be important. Because this comes before what's next. In verse 11 and 12, let a woman learn in silence with all submission. And I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man, but to be in silence. For Adam was formed first, then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman, being deceived, fell into transgression. Nevertheless, she will be saved in childbearing if they continue in faith, love, and holiness with self-control. If we are going to understand this part, what comes next, we must understand this part first. If we're going to understand why Paul says what he says next, we have to start here. There's a reason God, through the Spirit, inspired Paul to start here, not there. So brothers, let us honor the Lord in the way we treat our mothers in the faith and our sisters in the faith. Let us make much of King Jesus in the way that we love one another and serve one another, brothers and sisters. And sisters, let, uh, let, may your life be transformed by the power of the gospel as you think through what it means to adorn your life excellently with the gospel in all areas of life. Let's pray together. Father, tonight we have looked at a text that is important. It's vital for us to better understand what it means for us to, as your people, to follow Christ as not just as men who are to be holy and lifting up holy hands without arguing and fighting and 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 in fighting and and bad-mouthing one another, but now as women, as wives, as mothers, as sisters in Christ uh, who are called to dress modestly, who are called to adorn their lives with modesty. So help us, we pray, that in every aspect of our relationship, in every aspect of our relationship in Christ, that we would do so honoring Christ, whether we are a man or a woman. God, realizing that none of us are any more valuable than the other, and each of us have our own special high calling that you have placed upon us. So let us honor you and glorify you in all things, and we pray this in Jesus' name.